It's really good to be back on Search the Scriptures today. We want to welcome all of our listeners as we regularly do. We appreciate you tuning in to this program. On Search the Scriptures, we strive to do exactly as its name suggests. We try to get into the Bible. We really try to look at the Scriptures, look at the Word of God, and appreciate all of those rich teachings and truths, those promises and encouragement, all of that hope that is laid out for us in God's Word. And at the same time, we pay attention to the corrections and the rebukes and the chastisements that are written in God's Word. They're all there for our betterment, for us to be able to live the best life possible as a human being on this earth, and with the greatest hope and promise, and that is of eternal life after this life is over. Once again, we appreciate you tuning in. We hope that you're doing so on a regular basis. Many of you may be listening for the first time or for the first few times, and we hope that you will be encouraged by the studies together that we have on Search the Scriptures. We uh, want to encourage you that you can always receive a copy of this program or any of our programs for free. We'll put it on CD, send it to you. There's no charge. We pay the postage as well. No charge to you whatsoever. It's just another way we try to get God's Word out there. We'll tell you at the end of the program today how you can contact us. Good to be back with Dennis Stackhouse. Well, thank you, Gary. And you're right, it's good to be back on Search the Scriptures. Wonderful to be with you today. And certainly I would like also to include my word of welcome to those listening. We're certainly glad you've tuned in, and we do pray, as always, that the time we spend together in God's Word will be beneficial for all of us. And really, that is what we try to do here on Search the Scriptures, is understand God's Word more completely more thoroughly, and then be able to make the application to our own lives as individuals and to live in a way that's pleasing to God. And we try to do all of that in such a way that God will receive the glory. And it is our thought that by teaching God's Word exclusively and by depending upon the authority of His Word, we are bringing glory to His name. Amen. That's bottom line. Yes, That's it is. what we strive to do in this program on a regular basis. Indeed. And uh, it's not just a program designed to uh, fill out a church budget or a time slot <laughs> in some work allotments that we've made. Mm-hmm. We really want to try to bring God glory by teaching His Word accurately and effectively, and also thereby try to help people in their spiritual lives. Yes, that's right, Gary. And really, this is the most important area that people can focus on or should be focused on in their lives is getting their spiritual lives in a right relationship with God, because that has eternal consequences for them. It certainly does. And unfortunately, even though, as you pointed out, this should be the most important part of their lives, Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that far too often, in fact, I'm afraid that very possibly in the vast majority of cases, It is one of the more neglected areas Mm -hmm. of people's lives. I'm afraid so. That is unfortunate. Mm -hmm. Now, we're going to enter into a new line of study today. And we want to uh, talk about this from, uh, you know, we're going to start out looking at it from a somewhat negative perspective, perhaps, Mm -hmm. some people might think. But that's just to kind of lead us into it Mm -hmm. and then help us see the positive side of what we're going to be talking about. Mm -hmm. Life is important. Yes, it is. God has blessed us with life in Mm -hmm. this world. He has for a fact. And you know, I believe that Jesus, 
when he said in John 10 and verse 10, I have come that they may have life and that they may have it more abundantly. I don't believe he's only talking about eternal life there. No, I don't think so. I believe that carries over into the physical life as well. Right now. Mm -hmm. If our life is right with him and with God, mm -hmm. then we can have an abundant life right here in this world. That's right. We can really experience the contentment uh, that we'll undoubtedly talk about through the course of this series of lessons. Yet, there is a problem in the mind of a lot of people or in mm -hmm. their, their emotional well-being, you know, and I'm not sure that we can really put a finger on exactly what is the seed of it. Mm -hmm. But there's this feeling of despair, mm -hmm. forlorn, mm -hmm. unhappiness. Yeah, I, I think you're exactly right, Gary. We find with a lot of people, they don't really view life as being something worth living. And that's so sad. It really is. And it's unfortunate because I think in, in, in a great many of those cases, maybe again the vast majority, it's because people are focused on the wrong things to bring them happiness and mm -hmm. fulfillment and enrichment in life. Mm -hmm. And they don't really know where to turn. They just mm -hmm. keep going to the wrong places, yes. the wrong focus. And so they end up, you know, in despair, unhappy, forlorn, mm -hmm. make other people miserable too, you know, and, mm -hmm. and because it has a kind of a you know, an influence on other people around them as well. Yes. When we get to the, the ultimate point of that, mm -hmm. there are people who just are so despaired of life and happiness that they take their lives. They sure do. And again, that is so unfortunate. Uh, you know, we, we see so much of that and we read about so much of that in our country. And, uh, Recently, while I was doing a little research on this, I came across some statistics from the National Mental Health Institute, and the latest figures available actually came from 2007, but I think the numbers are still going to be reflective of what we see in our society today. But in that year alone, there were almost 35,000 people who took their lives through suicide. Now, Something that to me was even more alarming than that is that they figured there were 865,000 others who made the attempt but failed. And what that related to was one suicide attempt in this country every 38 seconds. That is amazing, isn't it? Oh, I just, I had to go back and read it again. I thought yeah, I didn't read that right, but yeah. That's, that's how it calculates. From my reading over recent years, one of the most serious areas in life where people, you know, struggle with suicide is uh, in the teen years. You know, I actually read something about that as well. Uh, one of these individuals who was doing the research and gathering the statistics actually believes that suicide is now the second leading cause of death among teenagers. Yeah, I, it seems to me that somewhere I read some years back that it might even have been number one at one time. Could have been, yes. But whatever the case, 
first or second. It's How serious. alarming is that? Yes. And you're talking about a, a period of time in a person's life when you normally would think they would have <laughs> fewer cares. Yeah. You know, kind of happy-go-lucky, mm-hmm. having a good time. As the old saying goes, you got the world by the tail. Yeah, just mm-hmm. blossoming in yes. their lives. And yet they're ending up taking their lives. Yes, unfortunate. Amazing, amazing. Now, in addition to the numbers that you came across, mm-hmm. you know, as to those who actually had succeeded in committing suicide and those who had attempted and then failed, mm-hmm. undoubtedly there are a great many more who have had many suicidal thoughts. Oh, undoubtedly. Yes, Many undoubtedly. people struggle with that. You know, thinking just for a moment again about the, uh, the young people and how this is affecting them, I, I also came across a little incident where a young man, and I believe he was denoted as being in this, his teen years, pleaded with police officers before he did actually take his own life. And he said to them, I wish somebody could tell me that life is worth living. And that's from a teenager. That's from a teenager. Yeah. Somebody needed to tell him. They really did. And they needed to sit down and, you know, kind of help him and show Mm -hmm. him, too. Yes. But it's not just the teens. It just seems to be, and again, when I began reading those those, uh, figures or those, you know, that information a number of years ago, I was just amazed. Teenagers? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That serious a problem? But it is. It really is. Well, what we really want to look at, and again, that's the kind of negative lead into to set up the the understanding that a lot of people are pretty unhappy mm-hmm. with their lives. Mm-hmm. What we want to try to understand is that if we can get our lives focused right, and ultimately that's going to come back to recognizing the importance of the spiritual side of life, which is what you mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. then life is well worth living. Absolutely. Well worth living. Mm-hmm. In Proverbs chapter 23 and verse 7, What does the wise man write there? For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. This helps us understand that a lot of the problems that people face in life is not a matter of circumstances. Mm -hmm. They're not victims of circumstances so much of the time, but rather it is the focus that they have had in their life. Yes, and uh, that's a great point, Gary, because I I really think people miss that. Uh, So many people, if you talk to them, will give you the indication that, oh, yeah, this happened and that happened and, you know, I lost my job and the stock market went down or whatever it was. And again, it's all tied to the circumstances as being the primary factor in, you know, actually directing their psyche. And yet they promoted or engineered those circumstances In to, a great, to a great uh, you know, extent of the, mm-hmm. uh, of the time. That's right. Because their focus was such that mm-hmm. they maybe got themselves into trouble, maybe overextended themselves, uh, did not behave properly, mm-hmm. uh, acted out of order. Mm-hmm. Maybe they went too far, took, took too many risks financially, whatever the case might be. Mm-hmm. And so then when they, they experience the consequences of their, if we could call it risky, 
careless behavior, mm -hmm. well then they want to blame the circumstances. People ask the question, well, why did he do that? Why did she take her life? Mm -hmm. Well, she maybe blamed circumstances that she actually fostered herself. Yes. And so we have to step back and, and be more careful, mm -hmm. more thoughtful, discerning, if, mm -hmm. you, if, we, if you would, mm -hmm. of what we're doing and how we're doing it so that the consequences are not so negative. Mm -hmm. We really need to take the advice, <clears throat> excuse me, that the wise man is giving us there in Proverbs 23, verse 7. As he thinks in his heart, so is he. We have a great deal of control over, well, in fact, we have ultimate control over how we react to the circumstances of life. We ourselves determine whether they will bring us down or where, whether we will be able to use them as a stepping stone, so to speak, to something better. Yes. We've talked about this, you know, from other vantage points mm -hmm. on programs in the past, mm -hmm. but, you know, how we react, and we condition ourselves to react in certain ways. Mm -hmm. You wake up on a Monday morning, you go back to work after being off over the weekend or maybe one day over the weekend. Somebody says, well, how you doing? You say, oh, man, Monday. <laughs> well, see, we conditioned ourselves to react in that way to a great extent. Yes. Or we wake up, we, we, we look outside, and it's raining. Or yes. maybe it's overcast. Mm -hmm. Or if you're in some parts of the country where winter is really winter, you know, you, you look outside and, boy, it's, it's 10 degrees, mm -hmm. snow all over the ground, it's icy, mm -hmm. frigid, you got to go out there because mm -hmm. you got to go to work or yes. school. And so you have, a you have an automatic instinctive, you know, negative reaction. Mm -hmm. Well, why is that that way? Mm -hmm. We condition ourselves to a great extent. That's right. But if we can condition ourselves to respond negatively in certain circumstances, I think we could probably condition ourselves to respond positively. I don't think there's any question about it. Look for the better, the bright side, the mm -hmm. positive in all of those situations. You know, Paul even spoke about that in uh, Philippians 4, and I believe it was verse 8, where he encouraged his readers to think on these things. And he started listing right. a number of positive aspects, that which is good, that which is true, that which is honest, that which is of good report, and on and on. Let your mind dwell on these things is the intent that Paul is trying to bring across in that verse. So I think you're right. If we can condition ourselves to react negatively to circumstances, we can turn that around we can also condition ourselves to react positively or to use those circumstances to our advantage. Yes, yes. You know, I remember I was, uh, I was in college. I was already married, and by that time, I believe I had uh, two children, two little ones, toddlers, or if, if not by that time. I think by that time I had... We already had one was a toddler and another one had just been born, maybe mm -hmm. a year old or something. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was in school full time, basically, and I was working a full time job. Mm -hmm. And I remember a lady commenting one day, you know, 
you come to work so happy or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're whistling, you're singing and all of that. I hadn't really thought about it. But I thought uh, when she mentioned that, kind of caught me off guard. <laughs> but how should we go to work? Mm-hmm. Glum? <laughs> you know, down in the mouth? Oh, I got to come here again. Mm-hmm. Well, just mention that to people who have been looking for a job for the last six months. That's just what I was thinking. You know, you may not have the job you want, but you have a job. Yeah. And we need to, we need to find the things for which we can be thankful mm-hmm. in whatever circumstances we might find ourselves. And most of the time, there are things for which we can be thankful. Oh, yes, there absolutely are. You know, and we, I think, see cases of this on a regular basis where people who have very little in life in terms of this world goods are sometimes the happiest people we run into. They thank God daily for the blessings they have, and they do so with a very sincere and grateful heart. And, but then there's so many of us, I'm afraid, who have abundant blessings we're always looking for the next thing yep. or who aren't happy with what we have. Yeah, got these abundant blessings, and but, man, it's just a rat race. You know, mm-hmm. we're behind on the bills. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, again, maybe you're behind on the bills because you overextended yourself. That's right. Because you were looking for happiness in things mm-hmm. rather than in your relationship with your Savior and your God. And that goes back to the abundant life that you mentioned in John yes. 10, verse 10. Yes. You know, James puts, puts something here in James chapter 1 and verse 2. And I've commented on this many times over the years of preaching and teaching, that from a purely human, physical perspective, this looks nutty. It just looks like it's, you know, crazy. I think most of the time when I go and read this verse, I laugh. Yeah, (laughs) because it does seem so incongruous, really, when you just read it at a surface level. And if you stop at verse 2, you don't get the point James is trying to make. Yeah. Well, go ahead and read, not just verse 2, but but, uh, let's go ahead and and read down through verse 4. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. But let patience have its perfect work, that you may be perfect and complete, lacking nothing. There are going to be some stresses in life. No doubt about it. There's no way around that unless you're catatonic. Mm-hmm. You know, if you're in a coma, you're probably not feeling a lot of stress. Mm-hmm. But if you're living, if you're moving around, if you're alert, awake, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, and mm-hmm. you're actually going through the motions of the day, there's going to be stress in your life. There's no way to eliminate all of the stress. No, there isn't. But we can look forward to our lives finding good products and, and producing good results, and we can mm-hmm. look forward to happiness and mm-hmm. enjoyment in, in, in all kinds of directions in our life. Mm-hmm. But we end up focusing on the negative things, mm-hmm. and we let those just overwhelm our perspective to the point where we're miserable. Yes. Yeah, and that's, that's unfortunate. Right. It really is. You know, and it, it colors our thinking in such a way, Gary, that we can easily come to that decision that life is not worth living 
when indeed it is. It certainly is. You know, when he says rejoice in trials mm-hmm. uh, or count it all joy when you fall into various trials, again, that, that seems exactly the opposite of what he should be saying. Oh, yes. And yet, when we face those trials with God's help mm-hmm. successfully, then we look back and we say, hey, got through that okay. Mm-hmm. It worked out, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, and uh, you know, one of the things we should really understand from this passage here in James chapter 1 is the fact that the difficulties, the trials that we face in life, for a Christian individual, they're not meant to defeat us. They're to make us stronger. Yes, yes. Again, when you work with a piece of steel mm-hmm. and you want to harden that, mm-hmm. from my point of view, it looks like you go exactly in the <laughs> wrong direction because you heat that that steel up, you know, red hot, you get mm-hmm. it super hot, mm-hmm. and to me that would look like you're weakening it, mm-hmm. and then you plunge it into water and you've actually hardened the steel. Mm-hmm. But now you, in order to harden it, you've got to really get it hot, mm-hmm. which looks to me like it should be weakening it, mm-hmm. and then you plunge it into the water and now it's harder. Yes. Well, when we go through life's trials, again, especially if we're walking with God, we get stronger as we face those trials successfully. Absolutely. And James points that out in verses 3 and 4. He says he wants his readers to know that the testing of their faith produces patience. Yes. So there's a positive aspect to these trials if we meet them with the proper attitude. We've got to condition ourselves to maintain that attitude. Mm-hmm. Now let's look at one more before we have to close today, and that's Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 18. Speaking about Jesus, for in that he himself has suffered, being tempted, he is able to aid those who are tempted. He went through the trials and tribulations and temptations of life, and because he went through those, he knows what we go through. That's exactly right. He went through those successfully without Mm -hmm. giving in to them. Mm -hmm. We can look to him now for strength. That's right. Because we know that he knows what we go through. Mm -hmm. And when Paul said in Philippians 4 and verse 13, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me, we can take comfort in that. Oh, absolutely. And courage. That's a wonderful passage for Christians to focus on. It certainly is. We've got to stop here at this point. We're going to come back and continue this study and look at a number of more passages of scriptures that relate to this understanding, this principle that we need to grab onto, that life is worth living. We hope that you have come to appreciate that in your life, but if not, please continue to study with us. And we'd love to send you that free Bible study whereby you can really learn how your life can be the ultimate in being worth living. We hope to hear from you today.